pod. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vinny, and with me, as always, on the hotlines, we got Brother Pete. Halloween till manana. Oh, it's upon us. Special Halloween episode coming at you. On the other hotline, we got Brother Sean. Hello, hello. What was up? Happy Sunday. We got a uh, temporary situation going on here. Jeff is, uh, we mentioned his trip for Halloween shenanigans where he was going to Orlando and Austin. Uh, he was on his way back for the episode and uh, got held up at the airport. All kinds of traffic and nonsense going on. So he will be calling in at some point. He'll be this is a surprise popping in on the episode. In the meantime, filling in for War Games as guest producer and providing trivia, we got Stephanie in person. Hello. Thanks for filling in. Thanks for doing a little bit of trivia to get ready. Uh, so let's kick off with some beers. Pete, what do you got? Oh, oh, I have... Where is it? Wait, you guys are drinking? When are we not? Um, classic Pennsylvania staple for the season. Already been talked about by uh, a couple of you guys. They got the John of the Dead mm. from the Chamonix Creek. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Still haven't been able to try it. I'm waiting I like on... that a lot. I'm waiting on Jeffy to bring it over for an in-person recording. Delicious. Great can art. I'm disappointed I missed the uh, release of that, but I have had some. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it sounded like it was fun showing Dawn of the Dead on uh, on screen in the brewery. Probably a good time. Blue Zombies. Yep. The finest, the finest bites in... Zombie movie history. Maybe not the only blue zombies we'll be talking about tonight, huh? Ah. Yeah. Sean, what do you got tonight? Uh, so this is one of the first pumpy beers I had a few years ago, and I thought they discontinued it, but I ran into it the other day, and the bottle doesn't look anything like it used to, but it's, uh, I think it used to be called Stevens Point, but it's Whole Hog Brewery Pumpkin Ale. And it is just as good as I remember. Uh, a little seven percenter, very, uh, very creamy pumpkin pie spice, and probably my last pumpkin beer of the season. So, hmm. enjoying it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, unless Jeff drank them, pumpkin beer season might continue for us over here until November. But he still has uh, some brains to bring, hopefully. And he still has some John of the Dead, and both of which I would like to get my hands on. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm done with pumpkin season. But it can continue into November. 
But there's another. There, there's a decent chance I drink some more Punk with Stone Cold because I just can't get enough of that. Yeah, classic. Well, over here I'm going big. Probably the biggest I've gone on an episode yet. I have uh, a Michigan-made beer um, from Brewery Vivant out of Grand Rapids. This is uh, the Wizard Burial Ground Bourbon Barrel Aged Quadruple Ale. It's a 2020 release. 11.7 percent. Oh, shit. So I might get a little silly here. Big but, time. Uh, this was a contribution by my boy Austin. He's got a great beer collection. And he sent this over with uh, high grades. Ooh, my beer fridge. Ooh, that's game. spicy. Looking real sad. That is, uh, that packs a punch. Very good, though. I mean, that... Classic quad taste. You get the bourbon barrel in there with the finish. A little sweet. Definitely boozy. A lot of toffee. That, that's a solid beer. And it is. I will be slowly sipping that throughout the episode. Steph, <laughs> where, where is that out of? Uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, nice. Vivant Brewing. You're not just going to shotgun the whole thing? Nah. This will be a slow sipper. Butt chug? <laughs> Best way to have a quad. Before we uh, get into tonight's War Games, special Halloween edition, you guys got anything you've been uh, watching? Any news you want to drop? Hot takes? Um, since we last recorded, I watched a movie called Pussy Cake, <laughs> which is, is a Spanish movie. Um it's it, it's kind of like a mix between the stuff, Psycho Goreman, a little Deathgasm, but not as good as all of those three. Hmm. Uh, it was decent. Uh, basically, it starts off you just see this kid who's trying to uh, his his dad disappeared, and you see all these articles on the wall that his dad was like a quantum physicist. And and in the basement, he has this machine that is supposed to open up a portal to another realm. And the kid gets it to start for just a second. And in that time, something comes through. And it's it's this, like, brain bug that um, turns you into, like, a kind of zombie, but kind of alien thing that, like, pukes into people's mouths. Like, white, this white liquid. It's, it's really disgusting, actually um it's like so it's like body horror with some zombie stuff and basically it's this this uh four band of women um are on tour and uh they get stopped amongst this outbreak thing um so that was decent um and then i watched a movie called the barn um which is about uh a haunted barn that if you knock at it at say trick or treat, then these three um, different entities. One is a a, a, a possessed miner, like uh, like person that works in a mine. Uh, one is a a pumpkin head jack o jack o' lantern, and the other is a scarecrow, and they all hunt you. And it, it it's cool because it kind of like a trick or treat. It uh, follows this guy it's a singular story but it it, it 
you know, there's like rules to Halloween. This one kid is like really into Halloween and uh, talks about like the rules and uh, they have to follow the rules. And, you know, you don't, you can't get candy if you're not wearing a costume, all that stuff. So that, that, that I really, fun. I'm going to put that on my Halloween watch list for tomorrow. I'll just, I'm just going to be crushing movies tomorrow from sun to sundown for Halloween day. Yeah, so I watched that on Screenbox. I'm not sure if it's available anywhere else, but uh, yeah, it was it's quick watch, like and it's like 80 minutes or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I that it's one of my more enjoyable. You know, it's like it's not great as far as like horror movies go, but it's a, it's fun. It's a fun watch. Okay, I can take that for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's def- and it's very Halloween forward. So yeah, it's a great movie to watch on Halloween for sure. Other than that. Uh, I was saying to the boys before we started recording here, I started watching the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Now that all the episodes are out, I'm binging it. And uh, I'm personally really enjoying it. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not one a person that's like crazy into the whole lore of the, of the prequel, you know, based on the Cimmerillion book. So like, to me, it's just good fantasy content that I haven't had basically since Game of Thrones ended. So, um, just good stuff going on. Uh, yeah, and that's about it for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably... I mean, uh, wintertime, there's usually a lot of good content with new stuff coming out, um, additional seasons coming out, but plenty of time in the winter to watch stuff with being stuck inside in the cold, so... I'll keep that one on the list. Um, as far as watching, I haven't been watching much because of the, the Phillies and then, uh, Pete, you know how I am with Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty just came out, so that's going to be taking up some of my time and then just getting ready for this war games tonight. But there was some news that, uh, Blade Disgusting dropped with the, um, the Dead series from George Romero continuing on, there's going to be a, not quite a reboot, um, but a continuation of the franchise. And it sounds like it'll take place during the time of the, the timeline of night of the dead, but at a different location in the town and a separate character, separate story going on. Uh, this could be really gimmicky, but the, all the people that are, a part of making this made it seem intriguing and that could be legit. Um, Romero's like foundation or I, I'm guessing his friends and family that is, are behind it. Uh, good writing team, good director. So it made it a little bit more promising that it could have been, it, it could have been easily something I would just dismiss as I don't have any faith in this, but hmm. we'll see. Uh, did you see also on Bloody Disgusting, I know it's been talked about, uh, Shelley Duvall coming out of retirement for this movie, uh, The Forest Hills. Yeah, but should she? Well, that, I mean, that I don't really care about, but it's starring Edward Furlong, which ah. is interesting. Are they, are they just pulling out all the crackheads maybe. <laughs> for a movie? Uh, maybe, but I, I was just like going through the article and it's a werewolf. We got him on the cheap. Using... They're using all practical effects for it, which is pretty cool. Okay. Well, they uh, save on makeup. 
for Edward Furlong and Shelley Duvall. As long as, long as they want them to look kind of dead. That's terrible. No, I, I feel bad especially saying that about Edward Furlong because he's one of my favorite actors from a certain era. But, you know, he had an unfortunate turn in his life but um you know hey hey yeah he he landed on the other foot though uh recently he's if this means something's good is happening for him it's all the much better although you know he was supposed to be it was they said that he was coming back for that last terminator movie and he was not in that movie this is a cgi version of him they killed him they killed him off right 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 yeah there was a cgi version but they made it seem like he was gonna be there yeah like the actor yeah something happened i guess Behind the scenes, or just yeah, it just went really poorly. Eh, so I don't know if this movie's going to be any good, but seeing Edward Furlong's name on it is interesting. I, you know, I hope it's good. Oh yeah. And otherwise, uh, I watched a little bit of Halloween Resurrection today. And <laughs> All right. It's still pretty bad. I have an I have a special place in my heart for that one. That's the, is that the first one or the second one? Of the two, H two O and Resurrection. Which one came first? The second uh, one. H two H two O was first. H two O, I love. Like I, I think that is very much overrated and a fun movie. Underrated. Underrated. It's also good. I like. I like it because it's very much in that niche of like, um, like teen horror nineties. Oh yeah, more. yeah. Like, um, you know, the whole thing that Screaming Wes Craven did. This piggybacked off it in a big way. You got Josh Hartnett, uh, the chick from uh, Dawson's Creek, um, in a boarding school, which was cool. Uh, Michael was awesome in this. It, it might be the best Michael we've had since. Uh, he like uh, lowering himself down from that pipe on, on the ceiling. Uh, the face-to-face with Jamie Lee Curtis, like, through the glass window of the door. Like, there was a lot. Like, Michael was cool in this one. Mm-hmm. Resurrection, not so much. No. But, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> bus the bus. Yep. Man knows kung fu. And when he goes face-to-face with Michael, and he's just yelling at him, and Michael just walks away, like... It, it's kind of, like... In a similar vein to what we just saw with Halloween Ends, how Michael gets his ass kicked by that kid, but like so much funnier and so much cooler in Resurrection. <laughs> like I was not mad at it. I was like, Buster Rhymes just yelled at him for being on set and ruining the you know the prank or the reality show. Michael just walked away. <laughs> I don't got time for this guy. He didn't. He didn't want the smoke. <laughs> All right, should we dive into this War Games? Sure. All right, we got a good one tonight. We are going Japanese horror versus Korean horror. So we're going uh, a top 10 list. When we do these versus lists, uh, we're pitting a genre, or in this case, countries against each other. We do our usual top uh, numerical lists and whatever, uh, whichever one comes out on top with most on the list wins. So the ranking still matters for me personally. Uh, I'm going into this caring more about what gets on the list versus order. 
Um, and we'll see how it shakes out. I would say uh, Japan's the favor for this one, but we'll see. The, they certainly uh, have a storied legacy that, uh, I don't know, might make them the front runner, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they, they're both strong contenders. I just, uh, like when I was putting together my list, I just wrote the movies from each country that I wanted to make the list and it happened to be just uh without me even trying five and five and i was like all right well um i'll just put them in order now yeah that's what i have right now five and five yeah see so, yeah, it shakes out so as far as the order goes depending on trivia that stephanie will provide in a moment um the quantity quantity over quality uh pick will be Picking the 10, 9, 6, and 3. The middle of the order person will be 8, 5, and 2. And then if someone chooses to be the number one overall, they will be 7, 4, and 1. Keep in mind, listeners, that usually the uh, B person, middle of the order pick gets money in the bank based on trivia, but Pete is still holding on to the briefcase. We'll see if he comes running down the ramp tonight with it. But holding on to that for a future for tonight or a future list where he can cash that in and just eliminate a pick at any at any number and take it besides one. Alright, you guys ready for some trivia? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Steph, fire it off. All right. Uh, the first question I have for you guys is, the millennium era of Godzilla was created after what Godzilla release? Uh, that's the shitty American remake with uh, Matthew Broderick, Godzilla 97. No. Uh, what? 97 can't be after. Or uh, 98, 98. Yeah. That can't be after. What? It is. is right? Yeah, it is. It's 1998. It's called Godzilla 2000, isn't it? No, that was the Japanese one that they came back with because this one was so terrible. Okay. Right? That Yeah, that, that's the... So, uh, North America, America put out that awful Matthew Broderick one. And then Toho Studios in like Japan was like, oh, no, we got to fix this. What, what are they doing? And they put out Godzilla 2000, and that kicked off the Millennium Era. And there was like Monsters All Out War, which was really good. Um, Godzilla 2000 was pretty good, too. The, the That whole era of Godzilla was a little weird, but Monsters All Out War was awesome. But it was basically just fixing what we did with that bad remake. No, I don't know shit about Godzilla. <laughs> I have seen the Matthew Broderick one, though. I loved that one as a kid. Like That's what got me into Godzilla, uh, sadly. And But like, watching it now after you know knowing the whole franchise and loving it... Oof. Didn't age well? No, not good. I think it was really playing more off of the success of Jurassic Park Lost World. Like, than it was trying to be a Godzilla movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, so who got that, Vinny? Vinny didn't. Um, I'm going to go quantity for this one. So I'll take C. So I'll have picks 10, 9, 6, and 3. All right. You guys ready for question two? Sure. Sure. All right. What Japanese franchise has the same director for both the original and the American remake? The Ring. The Grudge. Yeah. Who said The Grudge? That's right. <laughs> oh, Sean. Yeah. All right. Well done, are you? Uh, I don't want number one, so I'm going to take the middle picks. All right. So Sean's going to have... Excuse me, eight, five, and two. And that leaves Pete with the number one pick. So he will have seven, four, and one. You know what to do, Pete. <laughs> I don't know what to do at one here. And I have a feeling my number one is not your guy's number one, just based off of some text vibes that I got from you guys. I don't know. So I'm strictly just trying to get my movies in the list. I don't care where they fall. I'm not really worried about order. I'm just I'm just throwing down movies. That's my strategy. Cool. All right, Steph. Thanks for your services. You want to hang or are you going to vacate the premises? I'm probably going to vacate the premises. Nah, I figured you would. Oh, I thought we were texting our picks to Steph. I just asked Pete for a number. <laughs> nah, she she was strictly trivia. Uh, so we'll just announce our own picks. Cool. Uh, until I, I, I would think uh, live as we're recording here. Jeff should be arriving home and joining us anytime now. Cool. Thanks, Steph. Yeah, and thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me, guys. Good trivia Steph, contribution. A, no recording beer? <laughs> she tried the quad. Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, I tried the quad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it'll put some hair on her chest. <laughs> yeah, it's just what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll do a quick break, and then we'll jump into the War Games picks. All right, and we are back. We should have our uh, our boy Jeff joining us any moment now, but we're going to get the list going, and he'll hop in when he's ready. So I have the uh, – we'll be announcing our, our own picks until Jeff joins, which will be a little bit different, but I have the bottom two selections. So I will kick it off. At the number 10 spot, I'm going to go with uh, Gonjiam Haunted Asylum from 2018. And this is a, uh, a previously picked uh, movie on our Haunted House list that uh, Alyssa and Eric picked. That I have not seen, and they spoke highly of it. I watched it for this purpose. 2018 release. It is a uh, POV uh, found footage type style that has been done to death. But a really, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a really fresh take on it, and a really creepy, scary take on it. Uh, film crew, they're doing the social media thing. Trying to get uh, 1 million views on their video. And they're going to a very notorious haunted asylum in their area. And they're going to film and try to get a million views. 
based on what is going on. And this thing, it's it's chaotic with the the cameras being the found footage style and them holding them, but really at the end with the like the final scare and the final uh, kills, if you will, of the characters like it it ramps it up like it it's it's scary and especially when we were doing that haunted house episode for Alyssa and eric to say like this one like scared them to their core uh is quite true like this thing had me creeped out like really well executed uh the scares were really good uh it was it was like a little bit different you've You've seen a, 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 a little bit of it from some of the uh, American takes on this that maybe they took from 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 this one, or it was right around the same time, but very very effective. It it creeped me out. Did you guys get a chance yeah. to, to watch this one? Does that, no, I don't think yet. any of us have seen it. For the haunted house episode we did, but did anyone watch it for this one? I did not. But um, girls, hey, hey, is that Jeffrey? Yeah, what's up? Ah, there he is. What's going on? Ah, back in the old Pennsylvania. Yeah, it sucks. I don't want to be here. Uh, it's cold. What is cold? It's not fun. We miss you. We miss you, man. Yeah, well, we did. I missed you guys. I'm sorry your travels back was so shitty. Yeah, well. I don't know why. Else. Like, why can't traveling just be easy? It never is. Yeah, well, why would it be? It usually is when you're going there, and then going back is just like hell. Yeah. All right. Well, so... glad you can join us. We, I mean, we just kicked it off, so perfect timing. Well, wait. Did you get where are you at? I just put in the uh, number 10 out of 10 pick, and I went with uh, Ganjiam Haunted Asylum. Oh, you put Ganjiam Haunted Asylum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, yeah, it's on... all... It's all stutter. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, I was just saying, it, it's creepy. The scares are very effective. And this this style has been done so many times with like the found footage POV, uh, the film crew trying to do their social media thing and going into a notoriously haunted place and uh, shit goes bad. It's been done so many times, but this felt very original. Uh, There were some of the tropes that you've seen in others, but especially that end when they all get fucked up. how would you compare it to Grave Encounters? Very similar. Like, um, Grave Encounters, uh, the, the, like, claustrophobia of the, of the end really got to me more, but this is more like bang, bang, like, uh, everything happens all at once where they all get, like, kind of wiped out in fucked up ways whereas grave encounters was more drawn out but it's in the same vein for sure 
highly recommend, especially if you have if you, if you need something to finish off your Halloween season uh, tomorrow. Put this on the list. Oh, show. Um. So Jeff, should we continue on like normal and text you our picks? I guess so. If that works for you guys. All right. Yeah. So so ten's done. So just to give you a, a quick uh, recap as you join in here, uh, I have the quantity over quality. So I have 10, 9, 6, and 3. Uh, Sean has the middle of the list at 8, 5, and 2. And Pete has the number one overall. So he's got 6, 3, and 1. All right. Oh, it's six, three, and one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Six, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, four seven, six. seven, four, and one. Sorry. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you're good. Can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, me either. Apparently. Well, that leaves you, Vinny. You're up with number nine. Yeah. Jeff, while we're uh, getting out of here, do you want to? How was your uh, trip? It looked pretty <laughs> that dope. Was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, Halloween Horror Nights is cool, but I would never do it again. Uh, it's Lines too long. Well, we had the fast pass, luckily, so we went right in. But, like, you get pushed through so fast that you don't even get time to take it in. And if uh, the actors are all working on a sound cue... So if you are past or before, the jump scares are not effective at all because you're either missing it or you know it's coming. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, um, but uh, overall, it was a good time. And then Dallas is awesome. I am. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm in love with the city of Dallas. Yuck. Gross. <laughs> I know, right? There's this neighborhood called, uh, I, might, I don't even know how to pronounce it yet, Deep. Elam or Elam, uh, it's basically like our kind of place, like heavy metal bar, uh, Elm Street tattoo, lots of like artsy stuff, uh, very punk rock metal feel. I was hanging out in this bar called uh, Reno's Chop Shop. It's like a metal bar. And then this other bar called Three Links, which was just like cool and gritty, like punk rock. And they just had like, some live music going all day with like this uh kind of like singer songwriter people doing their their tunes and it was it was good it was a really fun time and then the misfits alice cooper show was dope um the distillers dropped out so fear ended up opening which yeah like, which oh, oh my god i yeah. mean it'd be cool to see the uh distillers but for fear to jump in like that's fucking yeah. awesome yeah so like, how'd they, how'd they even pull that off? Like, that's so cool. I, I don't know. Because it was so last minute. Like, I, I I didn't even know Fear was still doing stuff. I mean, Lee Vings, he looks like a punk rock grandfather. Yeah. Hilarious. Like a well-weathered mitt. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete's tight with his brother, so that's cool. Yeah. I knew him when I was a youth. Yeah. All right, that's enough about <laughs> That's super uh, cool. Well, and that, jump in. that bar looked awesome with all the Dimebag and Vinnie Paul stuff and 
you ripping yeah, the that's... black tooth grins was yeah yeah that's reno's chop shop uh super awesome bar on top of that uh dude the bartenders are awesome i waited too long last night so i paid for nothing <laughs> damn i was yeah i was like what he's like yeah yeah like just thanks for being patient and like dealing with our shit i'm like dude it's saturday night after a show and it's halloween so there's like a thousand people and so i ended up getting a couple black tooths and a couple lone stars for the price of on the house that's cool yeah uh yeah, good time oh yeah you didn't make it over to arlington right no no we just didn't have enough time um we got in late uh saturday no friday night um we didn't even get out in town like we had dinner at around seven then just like hit this bar called will call which is also a cool spot and then just kind of bounced around then the next day we ended up at the uh, dallas farmer's market which is really awesome the food scene down there is banging mm. some uh, good barbecue oh yeah good barbecue good tacos had some uh trini food i mean it was uh it was great great I, i'm going back for sure it's gonna Sweet. happen again all right i'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it happy belated yeah. birthday well thank you guys thank you um we didn't do a birthday episode this year damn shame yeah the uh celebration of the year yeah nah. it's, it's all good I'm we got we got years ahead yeah all right you ready for your number nine yeah let's do it all right so Vinny is the number nine pulse from 2001 oof so this one, I really just wanted to sneak onto the list for uh, how good of a movie it was and how much it like really affected me to my core. Like this movie is depressing as shit. Uh, it's not fun. I would not recommend it for a group watch. Like, oh, let's just all settle down and pop some popcorn and grab some beers and watch a horror movie. Like this is this is not your movie, but it was. It was very effective uh, in the scares, very effective in all the the things that was touching on with mental health and mental health with like within the youth and depression and loneliness. Like it is heavy, heavy movie, but very well done. And the whole thing was like, 2001 uh it's after y2k it's touching on like the fear of it's touching on the fear of of the internet and its early stages and the unknown of that and the whole premise is there's these spirits uh that are coming through the internet and haunting haunting people but it's so much more than that and it's it's so much more on the characters and all the stuff that they're they're dealing with but the scares were real it was definitely creepy there was good jump scares there's uh stuff that was actually mentioned in the uh shutter series uh the uh 101 scariest moments in horror uh which that scene with the the woman and the kid freaking out like hiding behind the couch was really good and that's only one of the really good scares in this thing but 
I really just wanted to get this thrown on because of how much of like the overtones of, of so many other things that play into how dreadful and scary this thing is, like not just on a, a ghost or a spirit level. It's so much more. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really a dreadful movie, but it's so well executed that I want to make sure it was making a spot in this list. But I wanted to be on the bottom just because of how tough of a watch it was, at least for me. I don't know about you guys. Or if you, have, or if you guys got to revisit it. I haven't watched it. This was yeah, on my watch list. I just didn't get to it. But uh, I feel like there's a couple of those movies that are going to be on this list that are like, yeah, it was a really good film, but it's just straight depressing. Yeah, I mean, like... I know exactly what you mean by by that. This one, even more so... Like, like we kind of talked about before we went on air recording that, like, these movies are bleak. A lot of them. Uh, with, with, both, with both cultures. Especially the Japanese. And this one is like the the peak of that. It's a very bleak movie, and it's it's a two hour runtime, which probably could have been shaved to like at least an hour forty five, if not an hour thirty. There's some there's some drag time of like just depressing, awful shit going on, and and it, it, it's all about youth. It's not teenage. It's like kind of people in our age range, which makes it that more effective for me watching this. Um, just about like how hard it is to have relationships and have connections. And again, the, the loneliness of just the world we live in, like it, it's, it's fucked up. It's heavy. Uh, not this movie in particular, but just some of the other ones watching these Japanese filmmakers uh, a lot of the movies are longer than what we would typically see with their like American counterparts. Surprisingly, like especially for like late '90s, early 2000s, um, to be but two hour runtime runtime for a horror movie. They're so good at using their cinematography and just like letting scenes linger to create those feelings of like dread or yeah, you know, whatever the film's going for. They're so good at it, which is why these films are so good, and they're they always do better or are better than the remakes yeah that that's the best way to describe it like they just let it linger and just build that dread um, yeah the movies are long a lot of them but they're it's so worth it yeah i mean well i i can't say i had fun with this one but definitely worth a watch it, it's yeah. one of those it's one of those like where you'll watch and never need to watch again but it'll stick with you and you won't forget it. You could talk about it with people that have also seen it forever. Like, I, I won't forget this movie. Uh, and then the American remake, I remember being a big deal uh, when we were kids. And I definitely saw it, but it wasn't... It was creepy, but I remember the trailer being much more effective than the movie. Uh, I remember the trailer like being really scary and I was really hyped for it as a kid and it was fine. Uh, I guess like almost as like another list or just when we have time on our hands, we could 
revisit a lot of these movies, like just the Amer- the American remakes, to see how they hold up. But I don't remember the remake like holding up to this one even close. Pete, so, you have any thoughts on polls? No, I've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, give it a watch. Just don't expect to be in the peppiest of moods afterwards. So just to be uh, clear, so your first movie was Korean, right? Yes. And, second and this movie, is Japanese. Japanese, yep. So we're one for one. Let me write that down, actually. Yeah, I just started keeping track of that, too. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? I think so. All right. So, number eight going to be Sean, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. His pick is uh, a wild one from 1999 called Wild Zero. All right. I feel like I can't shut up about this movie, and I've texted everybody I know that they should try and find to watch it. But I want to do a good job of explaining what it is this is not an oscar winning movie by any means this is the movie that we all love <laughs> uh you can't it's almost impossible to find i watched it on a jailbroken fire stick because you can't rent it anywhere and i don't know that it's available for purchase it's uh, not this movie is bananas um i'm gonna read the imdb description before i get into it um, aliens are invading the planet and turning humans into zombies. Uh, after saving his heroes, this band, rock and roll band Guitar Wolf, from their manager and having the honor of becoming their blood brother, wannabe rocker Ace finds himself caught up in the carnage, and he didn't think he'd need Guitar Wolf's help so soon. Uh, yeah, this movie follows this guy Ace, who's kind of this like wannabe rock and roll guy, and he's following this band called Guitar Wolf around and there is an alien invasion, and you never see the aliens. And they don't explain how, but then it becomes a full-on zombie <laughs> flick. Uh, and this punk rock rock and roll band comes to save the day. And it's just, it's straight schlock. It's, the taglines of this are trash and chaos. Uh, it's punk rock. It's the, the effects are not good. They're over-the-top bonkers. This movie was just straight fun. Uh, I had so much fun watching it, and I cannot wait for you guys to try and see it. I, it's, it's one of those movies that, you know, we, we just wait for the Blu-ray to get released so we can all buy it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just based on the premise and, and the way you've talked about it, I'm surprised it's not like one of our favorite Blu-ray companies haven't... It, it's probably a rights issue, but haven't released it. Yeah, uh, the, this movie, the band itself... Uh, Guitar Wolf is a lot of fun. They're on Spotify, and I think the the lead singer, who is also called Guitar Wolf, describes this movie as a documentary about the band. Uh, <laughs> it's it's I there's exploding heads. There's uh you know, obviously both like it's just the shittiest CGI explosions, but blue zombies, cool zombies. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have enough good things to say about how, you know, it was like laugh out loud funny at times. Pete, did did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Did you you watch the YouTube? Cut? Yeah. How bad how bad was the YouTube transfer? 
it's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I watched the YouTube transfer a little bit, and I didn't feel like the soundtrack came through because the soundtrack of this movie is it's just the band's discography, and it was really really good. Yeah, but, yeah I I gotta figure it out. I mean, like maybe I'll watch it on just like when it's a bad YouTube transfer, I find that so distracting and takes away from the fun of it. But if it's the only way to watch it, maybe I'll just have to suck it up. Yeah, there's a little bit of a love story in there that takes some twists and turns. This movie has it all. Yeah, it's everything Sean's describing. It's it, it's fun. I fell asleep in the middle because I was tired, but then I rewound it and watched finished watching it. And it's a, it's a little over ninety minutes. Yeah, and that's reasonable. Jeff, you haven't seen this, right? No, I planned on watching it tomorrow. I didn't know it was unavailable, but I'll watch that YouTube once. Because he, John, uh, had sent me the trailer, and I was like, "Yes, I must see this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. the trailer. The yeah. trailer is going to give you every idea of what this film is. Uh, that's on YouTube. I mean, we watched that uh, terrible Indian uh, Nightmare on Elm Street rendition on YouTube, and I got through that. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it wasn't uh, a terrible transfer by any means. Yeah, it was. It was so um, bad. Oh yeah. man, this movie. This movie's fun as hell. Uh, I suggest it to to all you guys to watch. All right. I like it. I like my movies that are doesn't some deep some some deep cuts. Dark Dark Horses, and it was no. called Haunted Zero, right? Wild Wild Zero. Wild Zero. Oh, Wild Zero. Where the fuck I got haunted from? Yeah, Here check out Guitar Wolf on Spotify because that band rips. Right. Cool. All right, number seven. Does that leave us? I'm waiting. I'm waiting on it. Oh, it just just arrived. All right, so Pete has sent me his pick. Uh, fairly recent movie uh, from 2019, a Korean movie called Zombie for Sale. Zombie Anybody for else? Sale? Yeah. I never even heard of this, John. Ooh, what so, year? What's up? 2019. What year? 2019. 2019. So this is a horror comedy, a Korean horror comedy, um, focusing on like a really rural small town in Korea. Um, basically, there's like one gas station, and this gas station is owned by this family um, who all lives above the gas station. There's uh, the father who like just wants to get out and he wants, he wants to, he's like miserable living with his family. He wants to move to Hawaii and, uh, and just retire and die away from his family. He's, he's also like dying of cancer. Um, and so his whole dream is that he's going to like die on, on the beach in Hawaii or whatever. And then, uh, there's two brothers, a daughter-in-law who's pregnant, and then uh, uh, another another daughter. Uh, so there's this whole thing between, you know, there's basically the, and there's a little bit of a scam thing going on of, um, you know, the, them like popping some people's tires to to then bring the cars to the auto shop just because they they really need money. So they're small town and they you know. Hardly anybody goes through, you know, 
or or bothers going there to buy gas and all this stuff. So, um, there you don't really know how it happens, but there's this this kid, um, zombie. Teen, uh, you know, he's probably like I don't know, nineteen twenty, and he's just kind of like comically just like stumbling through the woods and and uh, you know slow moving whatever, and uh, it's almost kind of like. The, did you guys see that um, American zombie movie? But like, where like the it's like a, almost like a zombie love story between a human and a zombie. Uh, Fido. Uh, no, this was um, Life After Death. No. Heart hearts or warm bodies, warm bodies. Oh, is that what it? Maybe I might I think we might be thinking of the same movie. Anyway, so first it starts with like this girl kind of runs into this zombie and um, she thinks it's she's trying to like rape her and then he's just like freaking out and doesn't anyway, I'm, I'm kind of explaining it badly, but she befriends this zombie and you know, is trying to like humanize him and train him how to do all this stuff. Meanwhile, the the brothers are trying to monetize the zombie and they realize that this so the zombie bites the father at one point and the father gets better and wakes up in the morning and he's like it's like he's like re- reverted back in age like 15 20 years and he's like jumping around doing calisthenics and like so they take that and then they basically set up like a kissing booth except except having people and the, all these old people in town have the zombie bite their arm so that the, this same thing can happen to them they can you know be young again now obviously it all goes south and they all after like a few days start deteriorating and turning into actual zombies and then a zombie outbreak happens um but this it's fun and um you know comedic and also good zombie stuff all throughout um so i recommend it Huh. One watch. Yeah, oh, I, I, I haven't heard of that one, so I I dig finding new stuff in these lists. That's why we do it. Watch it on. What'd you watch it on, Pete? It was on Shutter. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I was walking oh, yeah. down the stairs, and I want to be too loud, but yeah, I'll definitely check um, that out. Yeah. Uh, so actually, what I I just uh, double checked the the synopsis. I forgot. So the 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 zombie escaped from um, a pharmaceutical laboratory. That's how. That's what happened. That's like the opening scene of the movie. Um, oh yeah, and and they uh, there's this whole thing about how um, anytime he's just hungry, they just feed him cat. This little town has like a farm with they just grow cabbage. So because of kimchi and stuff, so like he's like constantly munching on heads of cabbage the whole time. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I think I think everyone here would enjoy it. Yeah. That's down right up my alley. All right, let me set my John over here. I didn't know what to do here, but I think I'm going to... Piggyback off of kimchi. Piggyback off Pete's pick. Wait, so what's the count so far? So we're 
we're, uh, we're uh, even. Yes, even. Okay. Two, two and two. Popular film, 2016, Train to Busan. A little uh, low on the list there, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm worried. Like, I mean, so like I said, I'm, I'm worried about getting certain movies on the list because I don't know what direction you guys are going with, and I'm, I'm less concerned about the order and just worried about movies making the list. And uh, I felt like this was a good uh, piggyback off of. Pete's uh, zombie horror comedy, and we'll go straight non-comedy whatsoever, uh, Train to Busan. So, uh, quick IMDb synopsis on this, and if you haven't seen it, I mean, it was uh, very popular for a while, so I'm sure most listeners have, have seen this one, but while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on a train from Seoul to Busan. So this is a zombie that your typical fast, fast zombies, uh, the outbreaks happening in real time, but it is on a train with a father daughter kind of dynamic going on. And it is, uh, it has some of that, that bleakness and grim, that kind of services in these uh, Korean and Japanese horror films. But at the same time, it, uh, you, you can't say like rejuvenated the subgenre, but I mean, we are so oversaturated with zombie films and for, for 2016 to have a movie that had a fresh take on zombies and something different and something exciting and something original in that subgenre was really fun for me, especially uh, like upon its release. Like I, I love this movie. The first time I saw it, uh, it was completely, completely different. And the claustrophobia and being stuck on a train with the zombies, you know, rampaging through the train and then at train stations throughout and the whole story with the father daughter and their distant relationship along with the other characters and their struggles. Like there's, there's a lot of good stuff going on. And again, it's bleak. Like there's not a lot of happiness going on, but, uh, or like celebration with like the hero, uh, triumphing, but this is good stuff and it is very original especially during a time where the zombie franchise or the zombie uh, genre wasn't original. Uh, this movie really turned it, turned it around and did something different. And there's some great zombie kills. There's great stuff with all the paranoia of like the sickness. And, you know, do you, do you have, do you have the zombie thing going on or do you not? Uh, quite good, quite good. Yeah, I love how much personality they're able to give the zombies in in that movie. Yeah, yeah, like they're it makes the zombies like even more so a, a villain. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, I need to rewatch this movie because it's been a couple of years. I think I, I think I've watched this after it first came out, and probably haven't seen it since. But I loved this movie. I would have put it higher on the list. Yeah, like I, I, I had a high, I, well, only a couple spots higher, but I mean, I love this one, and I was super excited for the uh, sequel, uh, Peninsula, which that one was much more. Did anyone watch that one? No, I still have to watch it. It's, it's fine, but like it just makes the whole thing, uh, kind of uh, vanilla, which happens with the whole zombie sub franchise, uh, and it becomes like militarized, and it's a whole thing that there's it, it didn't work for me, but this one is very effective. It yeah, felt it felt really movie. high high uh, budget. Which is not. No, they did a great job of making a. I don't. I'm, I don't know exactly what the budget on this film was, but it does feel like a larger budget film. And then I mean, this movie's terror, and like, fly by the seat of your pants, kind of. Um, or edge of your seat, I should say, but um. Fantastic movie. Unfortunately, we are getting an American remake. Unnecessary. Watch yeah. movies with subtitles. I believe it's happening 2023. I, yeah, I, I, hope they, I hope they at least make are making it like with semi-unknowns. Like, I don't want it to just be like some, like, Chris Evans or, you know. Yeah, I love Chris Evans. My brother. Yeah. Or, or like, but you know what I mean. I hope it's not just like something they're gonna put some blockbuster actor in, you know, for no reason. Yeah, I don't that's think distracting. I... That's distracting from. That's one of the things I like about. Even though what's funny about about this list is that I watched a couple of movies. Where I'm like, hey, that's the guy from, you know, that other movie I watched, which is like, um, I mean, I'm watching all either Japanese or Korean movies for this list, so, um, funny to like actually after like watching a few recognize somebody but um what, but one of the things i like about watching these movies is i'm not distracted by oh what what do i know that person from or like what you know they're all just new actors to me yeah i'm not distracted by somebody being famous no it just it definitely helps you uh appreciate the performance a little bit because you're not distracted by the yeah actor playing the character i don't think the remake has the chops to have like a uh, any big name act uh, actors in it? I haven't really looked into it because I don't care that much. It's but, called Last Train in New York or something like that. Is that right? Nah, it might be. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure it's coming out next year, and I just I'm just not sure if I care because the first one was so effective, and. Uh, we haven't really gotten into, like, we'll see what happens the rest of the list with, like, the Japanese and Korean OGs that were remade, like, big time in America, but we didn't have access to those as, you know, in the early 2000s, like, unless you were going to, you know, down into Philly or down into New York City and getting bootlegs, like, we didn't have access like we do today to all these movies, otherwise... I know I would have been 
consuming them like crazy. Like, I mean, they're so far superior to the remakes. And we just weren't able to see them until until uh, recent years with all these streaming services and uh, uh, the Blu-ray companies releasing them. Yep. Cool. Hey, you ready to move on? Let's do it. Um, it's a, a little shocking. Sean number two five. Movies, yeah, Sean number five, but I'm, I'm shocked these two movies are landing where they land because they're two of my favorites. Uh, so Sean's pick, uh, 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 one of my recent favorites, like I love this movie a lot, uh, One Cut of the Dead. Oh, at five? At five, yeah. Yes. Higher? I had it I higher. Would, I would have it higher as well. This was my number two. Well, it was hard to tell where you guys were going to go, and there are so many heavy hitters on this list. I didn't really want to put it any higher than, you know, than this. Uh, but I can't. This is another movie. It's Japanese. It's a Japanese horror film, uh, or well, comedy horror film, um, and I just can't say enough good things about this movie. Uh, and I don't want to get into any spoilers, which I think this movie has uh, would be ruined by the spoiler. But uh, you know, brief synopsis: the movie follows a hack director that sources this, you know, Japanese World War II warehouse facility, and he's he's shooting a shitty low-budget zombie movie, and. Uh, it turns into a real zombie movie when real zombies show up because they were doing human experiments at the facility back in the day. And he starts rolling with it and, you know, basically throwing zombies at his real actors. Uh, and it just gets bananas when you start finding out the backstory of how they got there. And the last 30 minutes of this movie is so, so fun. Um, when you start to put all of the pieces together as to what's actually happening. Uh, it is. You, guys, you, you can spoil it because it came out. I mean, five or six years ago, but this movie's so fucking fun. It's so good, and uh, I didn't really have it spoiled for me. I I knew going into it, it was very like inside baseball, like Hollywood, ha uh, how to make a movie type deal. Mm -hmm. But that that premise of it is so so fun and so well executed. Like it, it's great. How it's such it, a unique, it's such a unique take on another, like what you were saying with the last one, on a pretty tapped out genre. Yeah. For like, and this movie was a twenty five thousand dollar budget. It's oh, it's 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 insane. And when it switched gears, it was it was so fun, and I was just glued to it. And I think I've watched it actually like three times now. And I wouldn't show this to anybody. Uh, whether or not they're whether or not they're international horror comedy fans, I would not hesitate to show this to anybody. Yeah, I mean it's so good. Even when it comes down to the the end credits, when it goes beyond the third wall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're showing the film crew filming the film crew, like it, it's yeah. so fun. Um, and it, it it like how it goes piece by piece. And it's still like an original zombie take, which we don't get often. It's like, like we said, zombies are so oversaturated 
This is a completely fresh take on it, which we don't get often or get, uh, you know, well executed. I love this movie. So good. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete, have you watched this one yet? Oh yeah, I love this one. Uh, I saw it on Joe Bob. Oh um, man, I didn't know there was a Joe Bob with this. I should have watched it. Um, really, yeah, no, I, I love this movie. Um, and yeah, I think that that end credit scene is like the best. Like it, like it ties the whole thing together. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And it's so funny, you think people are like shitty actors, and then it turns out they're actually doing like a great job. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Well, it gets a little meta at times, but it's so good. Yeah, the uh, meta portions of it, like it, it's just great. And like how they tie it all together, it's really, really smart filmmaking. Uh, Jeff, you've seen this, right? Yeah, I love it. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you, you said when you were making the pick yeah um it's even more impressive when you find out that the everyone involved with this movie is like it's their first go at it they're like all uh from an acting school in japan and that this was like their uh final or something like that like it's their their big project that they do and then to do it like this and then that that shot, I mean, it's all extremely choreographed. I mean, it's legit one shot. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the long shot. We haven't even talked about that. Like, yeah, it's the whole movie. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. Uh, I would have had it at, like, two or one for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was a little worried, and I know. It I was my number three. But it happens. I have another movie I had in mind for number two, so. All right. You gotta fit him in well, out of fear. Well, sometimes do I, I know with this crew, uh, I think Vinny more so than the rest of us. But the, the horror comedies kind of don't get taken as serious. Yeah, and that's kind of my wheelhouse. I've already picked yeah. two of them for this list. Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan as well. So it it depends. I mean. I love this one. Uh, I don't recall any horror comedies I poo poo. Um, like Evil Dead Two, you Evil don't Dead like? Two. Yeah. I mean, I like it for uh, I don't know. You've been <laughs> mad being the, the pinnacle. Huh? You've been mad that it makes it on admit on list before. Well, it depends on what list. And you don't like Tucker and Dale? I don't like Tucker and Dale. I think that's very overrated. Uh, it's so fun. I can't get enjoyment out of it. <laughs> talk. But I mean, going from that to number four, which is Pete's pick, I mean, talk about two polar opposites. <laughs> we're right about, about to go dark. Yeah, we're about to get dark and uh, long. Uh, for 2016, it's a Korean uh, joint, The Wailing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like this? No, I I love this movie, but it's so it's so fucking dark and long. It's dude, I it's I hard to say off. you love it. I put this off for so long because it's like almost three hours. Yeah, yeah, um, that's why I didn't watch it. But uh, it actually watches 
if if you, this makes sense to you at all, it watches faster than three hours. There's so um, much rain. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's very it is it's very bleak in that in that sense that it's just like like you're following this guy and like doesn't really seem like he has all that much going for him. Like he, he he's kind of his life seems kind of sad. He's cheating on his wife. His daughter catches him cheating on his wife. His wife probably knows that he's cheating on her. Um, uh, he's just, he's just like kind of like a mid-level cop, like always being yelled at by his boss, always late for work. Um, doesn't seem to like his job at all. Um, and then all these, these grim, grisly, um, murders start happening and you know then he start they slowly starts connecting them and uh they connect it that and it's kind of appropriate also for this list because it's a korean movie but they connect a lot of this what they call sickness you know it's kind of kind of like a little bit like a possession that these people are um if unexplainably like some people like somebody's like kills their whole family stuff like that and there's all kind of there's a lot of like Japanese folklore. Like, is it right, racist so towards Japanese? I don't know so how that. Right. So it's connected to they connected to this this Japanese guy who just recently moved into the town, and he's living in like the middle of the woods. And um, there's also people who have who like uh, report seeing the guy like running around in a loincloth, like eating like dead animals in the woods, and. Um, you know, people think that he's the devil or something, and but then like, so they end up going to his house at one point, and they see all this stuff, um, and they think it's all connections. But then they go back later, and it's all gone, and they basically like smash the guy's house to bits, and he just stands there and watches them. Um. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's a long walk to a good a good ending though. Um. And it is, you know, it's not a, not necessarily a happy ending, but, uh, no, it's a fun, it's a, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I shouldn't say it's a fun watch, it's a, but it's a good, it's a good watch. Yeah. With so many of these, like putting the, I mean, I kind of had fun watching this because I'm, I guess I'm fucked up. I don't know, but I really enjoyed this movie. Like I, I love this movie. It was, uh. Number yeah, two it, on my it, list. It was met with a lot of acclaim. Yeah, I mean, very well executed. The the whole setup of the environment is like super bleak and rainy and just fits into everything that's going on. The supernatural stuff is different than we've ever seen before uh, because it's a different culture and, and uh, different religion that we're used to. The acting is really well done. I love this. I love this, John. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's one of it's probably one of the more um, successful like movies in the United States. That's like like this and Trade to Busan because they they got like I think this was like Fox Studios just but like you know in Korea like it was it got it had major. Um, but whatever they did, it had major backing behind it. 
Um, and I think it even may have gotten theater release in some cities in the U.S. Yeah, I don't think the general audience knows much about this one, but definitely within the genre and horror uh, community, this is like top notch, which it. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, uh, I would definitely recommend you watch it, even if you have to split it in two. Yeah, no, I, I, I wonder if there's a way to, like, uh, you know how with. Uh, uh, not the Avengers. Uh, the uh, Justice League. You can like see on, on online, like split it up, like split it up, like into episodes. I wonder if there's a way to do that online, like with this, where it tells you like the runtime and cut it off after this amount of time, and you can pick up, you know, later and make it like episodic. Yeah, I mean, it is under three hours. It's about two hours and forty-five minutes. That's it's similar enough to a lot of these movies I've watched over the last two weeks that have kept me on the edge of my seat. So, it's a big I, undertaking, but like this one, I mean, I guess there's like certain parts where they could shave time, but you don't really want them to. Like it, it's all very purposeful and mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so that fell in at what? Four? It was number four. Alright, so three. I'll take my number two pick. I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing, so I don't trust you fuckers, so I'm just, again, going to get movies on the list. Waiting. Oh, hold on. It takes me a while. It takes me. Well, that's what I was going with. <laughs> I'm opening a hams. I'm gonna pour a little old granddad. I was going with the Korean Christine Hyundai. <laughs> Christine, Christine. <laughs> well, well, stop. All right, Vinny. This is uh, your number three. Number three. All right, buddy. From 2003, A Tale of Two Sisters. Nice. I've not seen this one. What? Oh, Pete. You gotta watch it. Sean, like, I didn't know what to think. Like, we were, like, group testing a little bit about movies. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw it. But then there was no other reaction. So I didn't know what you thought of it. Oh, it's definitely on the list. This one... This... This is one of those movies where, so it came out in 2003, so close to 20 years later, and I haven't seen it until I was getting ready for this list. And we've talked a little bit about it on this on this show, like, are we ever, like, at some point we're going to run out of these experiences where we discover an old movie and we're just, like, thrilled and excited by it. It has to happen at some point, because there's only so many movies out there that we can discover from from years past and I don't know how this one fell through the cracks like a lot of these movies like we mentioned like weren't available to us in our youth but like I love this movie so much like I had so much fun with it it scared the shit out of me um I watched it like randomly like an early afternoon on a Tuesday and I was kicking myself was like oh shit I should have saved it to watch with Steph when she was home. Like it would have been fun to watch with her. 
the supernatural stuff is like just great. Like, and you can see, so again, 2003, you can see so many references to uh, modern directors like James Wan uh, taking things from this movie. There's uh, a lot to mention about an armoire like you see in Conjuring. There's a lot of stuff with this creepy noises with the kids laying in, in bed and there's like scampering going on with ghosts. Uh, let me pull up a synopsis here. So well done. I mean... Yeah, this movie's great because, I mean, you don't really know, a, a lot of the movie, you don't really know who, the, like, the villain is, or, like, who, like, what, what's happening, even. Yeah, it, it's very, so, the only really negative things I've seen, and I pretty much use Letterboxd for everything now, because I like seeing reviews, like, from the people, and not just critics, and there's critics on Letterboxd, of course, but... It's like it, it's it's from the people. It's like uh, if you drink beer and you're on Untapped, it's like seeing reviews for movies like in that kind of vein. And the only negative things I saw like this movie is very not linear. It balances all over different um, points of view and it is, time frames. It's but tough it, to follow at times. Yeah, but it all comes together at the end. It does. Uh, Did you see it coming? Not the way it happened. No, me neither. Holy shit! Like that was so bleak. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like again, spoil it. So these two sisters, they are coming back from a mental hospital, back to their father and their stepmother, and like this, like really nice, uh, not mansion, but like nice house out in the country of uh, Japan. And Korea, I mean, I'm sorry, Korea and stuff is like going weird. Like, like there's just bad vibes going on, like from the jump with the stepmother living oh, with their father. father. Uh, the, there's just like bad stuff, like bad atmosphere going on with the father and their relationship with the daughters. Um, it's all bad, bad vibes, like to begin <laughs> with. Uh, the, the stepmother is super creepy and they're, they're definitely leaning into like the evil stepmother kind of deal. And you just don't know quite what is going on with that whole dynamic. And then on top of that, like the whole family atmosphere, there's paranormal and ghost stuff going on in the house, which is very, very effective and super well executed. Like the armoire star armoire stuff like i mentioned with uh uh james wan there's a scene with the one girl like sleeping and like covering herself with the covers and the door creaking creaking open which just completely had me on the edge of my seat and scared shitless midday uh the entire kitchen sequence with the the stepmother in the kitchen like with the uh the dinner party Yes. Oh my oh, god. So that that one and two afterwards where she's like, Oh, I think I saw something under the stove. Yeah, that, that dinner party, so that that was another one that was mentioned on the Hundred and One Scariest Movies uh show on Shudder, which once I was watching the movie, I remember that being part of uh one of the episodes, but 
like a lot of horror things, like it was shown on that episode, but it's out of context. Like if you haven't seen the movie and all the build up towards it, it's not nearly as effective. Like when you're yeah. watching the movie, it is a scary scene. It's it's so unsettling, and it's not. It's like a drama. It's like a dramatic scene, kind of like they're having dinner, and it's just so uncomfortable. But like something is wrong. It's so unsettling. Yeah, like the stepmom is super creepy. She's like being all like she's like laughing and telling like, oh, do you remember? Do you remember like talking about this story with her brother? And then her dynamic just changes, and she's like, oh, you don't remember? And she gets the all like, like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking. And about. she gets all serious and that. scary. And then the whole thing with like the sister having a fucking seizure and because she saw a ghost under the, the kitchen sink. There is so much wild shit going on in this. Uh, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. Like it's, it's shot so well. The house is really cool. It's very like uh, what you would think of as like if you're ever thinking of Korean uh, antique. I guess if you, if you, if you, if you didn't think of such a thing, but also like Giallo where there's like bright colors, but also it's really dark and antique. Uh, the uh, mental hospital, like in the beginning when they're doing that interview, that felt very like, like I didn't take the time to, to research it, but I would think Rob Zombie with his version of his first Halloween where he has Michael Myers as like a uh, youth doing the interviews in the hospital. Like he had to take a page of this. Like, I could definitely see that. Right. Like it, it, it yeah. like really was uh parallel. And yeah. then, yeah, I mean like that, like this movie, uh, it, it's confusing at times, but it's not linear, but it all makes sense at the end. The end is like devastating and there's like three, there's like three twists right at the end and you're just like, what the fuck for each of them? And then when like the main twist happens, you're like, God damn, this is bleak. Like, uh, like it's, it's just kind of ruins your day, but in a good way, I guess if I had to, (laughs) it's like, but it's like, like what you're seeing, like, I can't wait to watch this with either Stephanie or somebody and be able to witness this thing with somebody else because I watched it alone. I can't wait for Pete to watch this. Oh, yeah. Sounds like I'm going to love it. It it is very, very good. Uh, There was typically an American remake in 2009 called The Uninvited, which I remember seeing uh, either in theaters or from blockbuster and it doesn't even like live up to the original whatsoever not even close because i i know i saw the uninvited and it did not leave the mark on me that this movie left really really great movie all right i'll have to check it out as well i've never i've heard of it never seen it yeah, I think this is a classic that goes a little under the radar in the American market. I mean, 2003. I, I, I still can't believe nearly 20 years later, I just saw this thing for the first time. Like, it gives me hope that I'm going to keep finding gems like this that are so much older. 
Right At some point, we're going to run out, and it's going to be the end of us. Nah, hopefully never. <laughs> never. Hopefully never. Never. You do like I do. You get all the obscure stuff that was in the grind houses. You guys never saw Wild Zero. Just wait. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving along here. Number two. This is Sean again. It is. Uh, I saw the devil from 2010. Korean. Did any of you guys watch this movie? Dude. Even before this list, I can't tell you how much I love this movie. All right. So this is why One Cut of the Dead didn't make it higher. This movie was so goddamn good. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, there's another one. It, it follows the same format as a lot of the films we talked about. It's a, it's a little bit on the long side. It's almost two and a half hours. And it's so bleak. But I was on the edge of my seat for two and a half hours watching this fucking movie. This movie uh, ruined my day when I... I mean, I, I've rewatched it a couple times and it still ruined my day. I love this movie, but it uh, is fucking messed up. Yeah, and uh, Jesus. Um, so this this movie it starts with uh, this engaged woman is stuck in the snow in her car, and she called a tow truck, but it's not going to be there for a while. And she's on the phone with her fiance who is a secret agent of some sort i don't think they go into specific details don't reveal but... too much no I'm, I'm not not gonna not gonna reveal um uh, well i'll reveal the first 15 or 20 minutes i guess but uh she gets she gets picked up by a guy who you know he says oh tow truck's not gonna be around for a while um you know you're you'll be safe i, I can take you to wherever um He's the killer of the film, obviously, and it goes badly from there, and she ends up dead. But the movie follows the fiancé chasing this guy down, and it becomes a cat-and-mouse game of him chasing this monster of a serial killer around. And it just... Uh, it never stops. This, this cat-and-mouse game never stops, and... It goes back and forth. When you think one guy has the upper hand, the other one does. And you, the the ending comes and it's just, it's so fucked up. It's bleak. Um, you know, I don't know how they kept me gripped for two and a half hours, but they did. And I, I just, I didn't really see the ending coming. Especially the very end. I didn't see the very end coming. It's just back and forth bleakness. It's all bad. It's all bad. But... I, I could not. This is another movie I could not recommend. This movie more highly. It's both action, it's horror, it's gross. There's the gore is good. The gore is really good. Uh, violent, dark, and awesome. Yeah, it's uh, from the same director as *A Tale of Two Sisters*. That makes sense. So I guess that's his wheelhouse, right? Just... Demented and sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who's that, Vic? Is that you, Vic? I'm back. You have the loudest floors yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Well, I came running down because I had to pee and I didn't want to miss anything. Oh, yeah, I try not to spoil anything about this film because... Pete, you know, you've seen this, right? 
No. Are you sure? Yeah. Because like, sure. this is one of those uh, blind buys that I got from uh, Newberry Comics when we were in college, and I just grabbed the DVD based on the cover and the title. Like, I saw the devil. I was like, oh, this sounds cool, and. I, th- I could have sworn I watched it, you know, um, unless I made like Lyle and Ali Bonacci watch it with me. I mean, it's, is... you know, I smoked a lot of weed back then. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my first experience. It was a complete blind buy based on the cover in college at our local DVD and comic store. And I fell in love with it immediately. Like, it's, it's a, a long watch and dreadful but it is such a good serial killer psychological thriller like from that opening scene that sean was talking about like it just grabs you like this movie is mm, so good uh vinnie uh jeff was just saying this is the same director as a tale of two sisters yes it is that yeah that makes a lot of sense yep uh he did tale of two sisters first and then this was his follow-up and I kind of want to like check out the rest of his filmography. I, I, I don't think he's gone like with this subgenre as much in the rest of his movies. He has like six or eight movies total. Uh, but I kind of want to check him out just based on how much I love both of these. Even if they aren't genre, I don't care. Because this guy is on fire with these two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a... Uh... I'm excited for another watch. Or a watch, I'm sorry. One one I've heard about for a long time and just have never gotten around to. Mm. Yeah, um, can't can't recommend this one enough. Even for even with the bleakness, you'll find something to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's in the vein of Old Boy and Nietzsche the Killer, where it's like, I don't know how I should feel about this, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, like you almost feel like shameful that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like very much like in the in the Henry uh, portrait of a serial killer like yeah. kind of vein. Like it's, it's just one of those like so good. And I'm, I'm sure the message behind this film is that violence is not the answer, <laughs> but there's so much violence. Oh my god, so much, <laughs> so much violence. All right. So that fell in at two, right? That's two, yeah. And it almost sounds like how's this gonna get topped? But it. Apparently did get top. All right, Pete's number one pick is in. Uh, if I say this wrong, I'm sorry, but it's from 2006 out of Japan. No Roy the Curse? Yes. All right. I don't know who that is. Anybody ever seen this? No. It was on the watch list. I didn't get to it. So I never heard of it. I was like completely enthralled in this movie. Um, it, it at first I it, it, I want to say for the first like 10 15 minutes I was like mm, am I enjoying this or not I'm not sure and then it just it sucks you in so um it's it follows this um kind of uh he's a, so he's a documentarian filmmaker and he's almost like um, famous for either for um, solving cases, almost like a myth, more kind of like a MythBusters um, 
scenario where like he'll go into a place and like and like reveal like what's going on or or whatnot um but not like in a dis a totally disproving way like he believes that that like paranormal stuff's real but um that's just like he's famous in, in this the realm of this movie he's famous in japan for being the guy that you know goes and researches you know paranormal phenomena so um in this um he's following what you know seem to be unrelated uh things and then they all end up being connected by an ancient demon that's called the kagutaba or yeah kagutaba yeah um and it's so i really like it because it's very mysterious like it, it it you know you're you're following his as he's learning all these things these research things and different creepy things happen throughout um and uh i, I mean i don't want to reveal too much but um it's uh it's a really fun watch. Um, let me see if I can get any more synopsis here on it. Um, I mean, if you like, if you like, kind of like mystery style document, you know, it's not a real documentary; it's fiction, but it, you know, it's shot in a documentary style. Um, uh, what was it? What was it streaming on? Uh, so I watched it on Shutter. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you're exploring. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember even seeing the two you said were on Shutter on Shutter, but now I'm probably gonna watch one of them tonight. No, this this showed up on a bunch of lists when I was looking. I just didn't get to get to watching it. So, um, anyway, so yeah, it, it follows a couple different stories that you know eventually all all connect, but like basically they're. Yeah, like, like for instance, there's this one thing. You know, he's digging deep and 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 finds like this historian who who he he once he figures out that this Kagutaba demon thing is something that um, he thinks connects all these other things that he's that he's trying to solve. He goes to see this like ancient historian who um, uh, finds like that there was this town that actually. Um, did a ceremony every year to to quell the the demon and and and, and subside its effects on the town and um there's like video footage of the ceremony and um uh it's just cool it's good um i really enjoyed it of all of these movies um it, it may not have made it to my number one if uh I don't know. No, I think I think this was kind of my number one. I, you know, I just had a list of movies here, but um, I think I think it was my favorite of all the ones that I watched. Right. So. Yeah, I'll definitely. I mean, I'm planning on crushing a ton of movies tomorrow on Halloween, so I already uh, committed to one, and this might be the second. Yeah, I yeah. think the the, the big. Uh... The, the order of this list is kind of irrelevant. Right. Uh, we ignored a lot of the ultra popular films, but which I don't, I don't mind. No, a lot of these movies 
flew under the radar. We'll get in. So worth a watch. Yeah. Um, so check this out. So what? And did 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 Japan take it? Oh yeah. So Jeff, what was the final count? All right. Hold up. Uh, Korea by one. The Korean oh, really? movies, yeah. So we, we decided it with "I Saw the Devil" number two. Yeah. All right, the underdog coming up I mean, strong. I guess, I guess just, not. Just just because we ignored all the the great Japanese. Yeah, which. Well, well, I was going to bring up something that was funny. Uh, I don't know if it's because of us or because of them or whatnot, but none of these movies are before 1999. On the list. Well, Everything's 1999 and up. I did, I did want to bring that up, like especially with uh, Japanese. There's a lot of like historical films from... Well, I think we could, we could get into them. Yeah, like the 1960s uh, up... I mean, yeah, 60s, 70s. Like, there, there's some really good sounding movies that I plan on. Uh, I put on my 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 uh, visit list at some point. That I just, I mean, I just didn't have time to get into, and like, I I wanted to get into the ones that were more relevant to me, like either from my youth or just watching uh, watching now. But like, I mean, Japanese horror movies have a deep, deep uh, filmography. Not so much Korean, but Japanese for sure. No, but I think what this movie, or what this this list says is that Korean horror has come a long way in the last 20 years and is, is just really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have good discards here for Korean. And, and that this is ignoring some of their more popular films. Yep. Well, uh... Well, Jeff, so why, uh, do you have the full list? I do. Why don't you do. read them off for us, and then we'll jump in the discards. Yeah. Uh, so, at number 10, Vinny, you took uh, Ganjum Haunted Asylum. That's Korean. At number 9, you took Pulse. Uh, that was Japanese. At number 8, Sean came in with Wild Zero. That was Japanese. Then Heat. Took Zombie for Sale, which was Korean. And then we went back to Vinny, and that was Train to Busan, which was Korean. Number five was Sean uh, with One Cut of the Dead, Japanese. Then here's, I think this is very telling. It was so neck and neck. Yeah, but this is very telling right here. Four, three, and two are all Korean movies. Uh, at four, Pete took The Wailing. At three, uh, Vinny took The Tale of Two Sisters. And at two, Sean took I Saw the Devil. Mm. And then you finish the list with a Japanese movie, Pete's number one, uh, Nori the No Rai, or uh, uh, sorry, no Roy. but No Roy. Oh, I did say it right. Wait, here. so five. isn't that five and five? Yeah. Six and four. Oh. Yeah. All get right, your, get your math together, buddy. Would, Vinny, if I hadn't picked the whaling, would you have put it at four, at three, or would you have kept with that one? I would have kept with uh, Tale of Two Scissors. Okay, I mean, I because I I really love that movie. Because what I almost w- was going to put, and if I had, then it would have been 
five and five, I would almost put Tetsuo the Iron Man. Oof, yeah. <laughs> that movie is like eraser head to me. I can't get through the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> you have it's to. Tough. You have to. That movie should have made the list. It is bananas. If I, just, it's too much. If I had, had if I if I had had um, Vinny's picks, I would have put it at. Yeah, but that movie ten. came out almost what 30, 40 years ago, and it's fucking it's insane. Yeah. If I had had Vinny's picks, I would have put it at either ten or nine. But. All right, let's go through the discards. So. The big one. So out of the big uh, the big franchises, uh, Jew on the Grudge. I had on my list. Uh, this one has some pretty iconic jump scares and scares. Like it, it's very simplistic, uh, almost to the point where we're used to such different like haunted scares in uh, American cinema. Like so, how simplistic this one is with just like. I mean the the mom's scary as shit, but like the the son ghost is like kind of uh, juvenile at points. I don't know, but just for how iconic certain moments were, I had it towards the bottom of my list. And the the franchise itself, like how much it grew, and I didn't realize this was a sequel. Juon the Curse was the first one. Um, I saw when I was looking for movies that there's a that they made, and it's got it can't be good, but uh, it's like Juon versus Samara. Yeah, which I was gonna ask you guys if you've seen it. I have not watched it. Yeah. So you have the Grudge, the Grudge Ghost versus the Ring Curse. I mean, the Ring uh, Ghost, which I can't imagine is good. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny that they had him face off. It's, that's their version of Freddy versus Jason. Right, right. I guess, yeah. Now, uh, if um, if you had gone differently at three, I maybe would have slotted uh, Ringu at two. See, the Ringu, I thought... I mean, it, it's not... Overrated is the wrong word, but... Out of all out of all the things that have come out of Japan and Korea, Ringu I think is the lesser. Like I, I definitely have the grudge higher than that. And and Pulse, because like Pulse made the list for me. Yeah. It's Ringu is good. And I saw it after I saw the ring, but the ring is a really good remake. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. But yeah. And it's weird how the grudge remake is so ineffective, like, and we learned from trivia that it's the same director, same writer, like, so, like, did he insult us and, like, really water it down for the American audience? Like, it's not nearly as good as as, as the original. Yeah, I don't know. The original is, like, super creepy how it jumps. It's also non-linear. It jumps all over the place. You have this haunted house uh uh with this husband that killed his wife 
uh, for being unfaithful and also like killed the son to go along with it, like the the adolescent, like toddler son. And then anyone that goes near this house gets infected by their vengeful spirit. And it goes all over the place. Like you have the, it starts off with the caretaker that's going to take care of the grandmother that's living in the house and she gets infected. And then just uh, a de- detective's involved and the detective's daughter, like it, it, all the different paths of life that this thing touches on and how they get infected. Like it's, it's creepy. And some of the jump scares and like ghost stuff may come off a little cheesy just because of what we're used to and how practical this one is. And, but it's good stuff. Uh, I know you mentioned that, uh, a lot of good stuff from the 60s and 70s. Uh, I have to imagine House was on that list, right? Yeah. That was on my, that was on my watch list. Nobody watched it. Like no. the OG House? Yeah, 1977. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's classic. It's got a goddamn Criterion release. Oh, yeah. Um, and then another one... From the sixties, uh, Onibaba. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that. Yeah, had that one on my list too. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a couple more recent ones. Uh, they're um, they're more on the supernatural side, ghost stories kind of thing. Uh, so I mean, it it is kind of interesting. Like you were saying, like Korean horror came around pretty strong the last twenty years, but Japanese horror just kind of like completely. Um, uh, I don't want to say ignores the, the what, what's the word I'm like visceral grittiness as like Korean movies are just like visceral and like you said like the violence and it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy uh, the Japanese stuff it, it tends to stick around with the, the supernatural themes oh, yeah. and another one from 68 written down on my watch list called Kiraneko Kiraneko that I thought sounded interesting. Uh, I think I think what this list told me is that I need to fucking watch more international films because I, I have like a long watch list now of Korean and Japanese films that I've never watched or never even heard of. Yeah, we just didn't have access up until this this modern age. Like we're, we're so fortunate to have all these like sh- streaming services. Uh, yeah. When we were younger, we didn't. I mean, um, unless it was bootlegs. We didn't have a way to watch these things. And they're so good. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, like I got I got one. It wouldn't have made a list per se. It's a good discard. Uh it's it's very much a giant um uh social commentary on like the Japanese just uh the way they kind of take something and obsess with it. Uh it's called Suicide Club. Yeah, that was kind of it's, it's kind it's of in vain with, movie. with uh, Battle Royale, right? No. Oh, no. No, you have to watch it because if, if I try to explain it, it won't do it justice. It's so out there. Um, but it, it's worth a watch, but I don't think it's... It doesn't sound like it would be better than a lot of the movies you guys have been talking about. I actually thought one of you guys was going to put uh, Battle Royale on the list. 
That's with the school kids, right? Battle Royale? Yeah. Okay. Where they're like pitted to fight to death against each other. <laughs> yeah. Very cultural. Um, did you guys watch? I know Pete did watch Audition from ninety. Yeah, so I had that. That yeah. was that was high on my list. I had that number four. I don't know uh, if I'd call that a horror movie per se, though. Yeah, either it, was, it didn't get horror until like the last, but then it. I it mean, when it get when it gets horror, it gets horror. When though. it gets horror, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucked up. No doubt about that. Uh, no, I, I think I was texting Pete during it, and I was like, the first like three quarters of this movie are pretty slow. It's like yeah, a, it's, it's not a not a rom com, but it's like a dating film. Like he's trying to figure out who to date, and then it gets full torture porn. Yeah, yeah. it gets uh, that, it gets pretty that, wild, and then like all the stuff with the sun, like ugh, Jesus. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it gets. Yeah, they're they're not messing around. They don't hold any punches. And then uh, Jeff, if you were doing this list, like, would you have had Old Boy on here? Nah, I don't consider that a horror movie. We were kind of keeping it horror, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that it uh, could it breach. Dare... <sighs> Old boy, and like E.T. the Killer, like I was talking about. It, they almost dare you to keep watching them. Yeah, and then yeah. when you when you get to that end, you're like, oh god. <laughs> the uh, the lead in Old Boy is the serial killer from I Saw the Devil. Right, right, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's like a a study in just what can we make you uh, sit through. <laughs> um, and then there's one that I don't want to talk too in depth on because I'm definitely saving it for a future list called. Uh, Cure from 1997. Did anyone watch that? No, I haven't heard of that. Oh my god, phenomenal movie! Like we were talking about doing a uh, serial killer list in the future. This is the uh, same director as Pulse, and I mean this movie was just really, really well done. But much more serial killer, like much more in the vein of Seven and Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, so like it could breach into horror, but in the future when we do a serial killer list, I can assure you this will be top of mind. It was really, really good. Hmm. Uh, this list was a lot of fun. Another uh, Criterion, John, too. Okay. Yeah, this list has got me actually in, in intrigued to watch a lot because, um, you know, you see these titles and some of the titles are familiar, but you don't take the time to really look into them. And then hearing about, you know, the brutality and like the depravity and the craziness that's going on. It's like there's oh, yeah. three of them I, I want to watch like tonight alone. Yeah. So, and I keep hearing great things about that uh, Ganjam Haunted Asylum. So it's like, uh, I got to just, Go, go, yeah. Go, I mean, go. like that one. I mean, like, go in looking for a good time and, like, you know, have tempered expectations. It was, it falls into the same line of like so many horror movies you've seen, but just the ending is so terrifying the way everybody just gets fucked up. Like, it's, it's, mm. it's wild, like the ending, but 
a lot of the same formula that we've seen before. Maybe I'll have to do like a tale of two sisters into that ganjum and then do tale of two sisters. Like in my opinion, put top of your list, but also make sure like you're like alert and ready to like watch a movie. Like don't put it on as you're like, you know, end of the night going to bed movie, like be ready to be committed. Yeah. I liked personally. I I liked I saw the devil better than a tale of two sisters, so I'm kind of glad it's shaped out that way. But I could see the argument for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they. What I was getting at there is, it sounds like if I do, uh, go on like a a, a streak of these, it's, I'm gonna have to mix it up so I don't just make myself completely depressed. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been crushing these movies all week, and I was depressed from it. Yeah. yeah I mean. I'll never forget, like, during the pandemic, I was like, I'm finally going to go through a bunch of these movies. And, like, I saw Old Boy, and I was like, oh, my week is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No more. (laughs) Um, uh, I still haven't seen it, but I thought maybe between you guys it might make a list. Uh, Were you guys considering Monstrum? Uh, It would have... I didn't see... Yeah, I didn't because we already talked about it I, uh, the other week. I didn't feel like I needed to talk about it. Okay. No, I think that movie's a lot of fun. It uh, is I fun. I definitely recommend anybody listening watching it. Yeah, not necessarily list worthy, but uh, a lot of fun. Would you have accepted? I mean, I don't think I would have. I think it's a separate thing altogether. But like, what if someone tried to throw Godzilla in this list? I thought Sean was going to. Yeah, mm. I thought about it because I still have not seen the original. And I was gonna watch it for this list, but I, mean, I think that I think that's probably list worthy. Just just for what it created and what it you know meant for cinema back yeah. in the. I mean, it's it's a you know technically a monster movie, so but like I just <laughs> just compare bless you whoever just sees, uh, it's definitely like it, not even close to in the same vein as all these other ones. Yeah, that's you. Not even horror, I guess you wouldn't consider. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think anybody would have argued if it landed on the bottom of the list. Jeff, for the yeah. uh, trivia portion, I think you and Calico would have been proud of me. Uh, so Steph did like her own little research, come up with uh, trivia questions, and one of the questions was, "What movie kicked off the in quotes millennium era of Godzilla?" I didn't understand the question. Yeah, I don't either. Well, like, you know how there's, like, different eras. Right. So the Millennium Era was kicked off from... Shin Godzilla? Huh? Shin Godzilla? No, that's the, uh... There's a whole new era that kicked off for that one. Uh. But it was kicked off from, um, the terrible Matthew Broderick Godzilla from 97. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, like, Show of like and Jap- Japan was like, well, we gotta fix this. It was like, what are oh, they yeah. doing? So Godzilla two thousand came out. Yeah, they kill him in that. <laughs> yeah, and then followed by um, all out, all out monsters. Uh, yeah, they actually go as far as to say like, oh, they uh, they thought it was a Godzilla, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. At, at some point, we have to get to that. Uh, Godzilla list. We've been talking about it for two years doing a Metallica. Yeah. yeah. 
It's uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's just uh, it's so it's many. I'm just gonna hone in on my favorite era from like basically 1985 to 2007, and just strictly pick those movies and hope you guys can fill in the rest. Not a bad way to go. Oh, I'm happy to produce. Sean wanted to produce. Yeah, I don't know anything about God. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I've seen. I've seen 1998. And that's it. You're missing out on the whole world. Before there was. Before there was. No, the, I'm, I'm sorry. The, I saw the one with Brian Cranston too. Yeah. Okay. Pete, like, I mean, I don't know how you're gonna have time, like, to long term watch those movies along with all the immediate episodes we're doing, but they are great movies. Great movies. I got nothing against it. I just don't have time to watch a forty-year franchise. I never got. I never got, became a kaiju guy. Yeah, missing out. All right, boys. So this is the uh, the Halloween episode. I'm happy with it. Turned out good. Solid list. I enjoyed it. I yeah. definitely uh, got a whole stack of stuff to watch now. So. Oh yeah. Hopefully the uh, uh, the uh, listeners had the same. The last few episodes we've done with these war games, we've we've all come away with like oh like like things we gotta watch, which mm-hmm. I think is the point of all this and what makes it fun. Uh, I will put the list on the old letterbox for people that need a reference. Don't spoil it and go on there first. Uh, it's on letterbox under Cinema of Hops. I still haven't created a killer pod one yet because I don't think people want to see what we're all checking in. I I don't know how to go about that. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like maybe if we all like share the password, we can just like check in movies and that'd be cool. But in the meantime, check out Cinema of Hops. It'll be uh, titled the Killer Pods. List of best Japanese versus Korean horror. And it'll be under the list section. It's a working title. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got anything to wrap up? Yeah, any parting words? Fire it Watch. up. Fire it up. Fire it up. Kiri, Kiri, Kiri. Devil's oh, night, baby. Yeah, it is. I completely wish that I wasn't uh, just dead in, in bed where I would be out starting fires. But, you know, live and learn. Yeah, you had, a, you had a big day today. A lot of traveling. Oh, my God. All travel. Thanks for letting me uh, pop in the episode and then, like, the middle of it or closer no, to the beginning. That was fun. It was, it was perfect. Good surprise. Good. good, good. All right, boys. Then we'll uh, we'll pick this up next week with a little Watch Us yeah. or Die. Uh, we haven't quite figured out what we're going to do. We we have a, bi- a very busy Philadelphia sports week next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of Phillies games. We got an Eagles game at th- uh, on Thursday, so we're gonna do a quick watch this or die, and then uh, from there it looks like we're gonna drop uh, jump into a Adam Sandler War Games, which I think will be Ooh. a ton of fun. A lot of quoting, probably from me, and uh, a lot of laughs. That'll be a fun one to, uh, you know, kind of like coming out of the horror season, like a little, a little. 
something soft, something happy. A little breather. To, yeah, a little breather. Uh, but yeah, so those will be the next two episodes coming at you. In the meantime, go Phils, go Birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see everybody soon. Yeah, and until next time, we are the Killer Pod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we are out.